0: okay i want to say that was pretty smooth. i'm going to say that out loud <laughs> that was that was very good hey hello 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 welcome to another episode of
1: banter with jabisa and tracy or banter with tracy and jabisa it is what tuesday uh wednesday june the 2nd <gasps> How that time goes by. We say that every time we do it. (laughs) We're going to say it every time. That's going to be our 51st date. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, but it's like time just flying. (laughs) It goes by so fast. I
0: I did not know that June is Pride Month. It is. It is. And so um, did you, I don't know, because I'm I'm, I'm assuming you're going to talk about that a little bit, if not today, next time around, you're going to talk about Pride Month?
1: Um, yes yes because you know we went not but prior to COVID in 2019 I went to a proper rate and I just had the best time it was so much fun I loved it I enjoyed it but so yes that will be on the docket for a thank you so that now I've got something um to do so I won't have to think so hard say what are we going to talk about so I've got (laughs) that down for next time but today what we got on what we got up on the docket Oh,
0: we've got a lot of of things on DACA, but before we begin, we're going to give a a big shout out and a thank you to our our listeners. Um, Our listenership has increased um, from uh, 20 people. (laughs) And we were happy for those 20. And of those 20, I think five of the listening was me because I would click on it. So so 15. (laughs) but thank but thank you for those of you who are listening um on a regular basis and for those of you who subscribe and who shared it with family and friends we really do appreciate that so thank you but um thank you. we've got uh, we we were talking about black history we're gonna we're gonna just touch on what Monique said you know it's not a long thing to talk about um the wealth gap um some uh, a, a couple of really fascinating facts about Abraham Lincoln, and then whatever else comes to mind as we continue our conversation. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, you just never know. So we're, first of all, I just want to start off with Monique. Um, I was listening to Steve Harvey yesterday and they were talking about Monique was trending and I was, uh, so I had to figure out what she was trending about. And, and so Monique said something, Tracy, and I've said this to you multiple times in conversation,
1: Mm-hmm. Why are
0: young people wearing bonnets as if this is a hairstyle? And so mm-hmm. I first started noticing um, young ladies wearing bonnets um, at the nail salon. It's like you're going and getting your nails done and you're all dressed and you put clothes on and you brush your teeth and you getting your nails done. <laughs> but then you got a bonnet on your head. I just couldn't understand that. And yeah. so it seems to have, you know, increased in frequency. From just the nail salon to like just full fledged out in public, so mm-hmm. um, I went out and I I watched um, Monique's um, comments and she you know she said it, she said it out of love and she wasn't you know she said I'm not judging she wasn't mm-hmm. condescending but I, I agree with her totally you know I grew up with this um, understanding that when I stepped out that I stepped out and I was representing myself and my family and all of black of America, of black America. Yeah. But also, and my husband will say this too, you never know who you're going to meet.
1: Right. And,
0: and I remember one day I went to, went to, um, I was at USC and I had gone to school and I, I looked raggedy. And this this guy that I was dating at the time said the same thing. He says, "You never know who you're going to meet. You're going into class with professionals, and here I'm in grad school with some cut off jeans and a raggedy shirt, and some going in there like, I, one day I want to have a job in this profession.'
1: Right. So right. you
0: know, so that's important. And, and I get the impression that this generation has this kind of me. You know, it's all about me. I do what feels good for me. This kind of attitude, but you mm-hmm. know, really, it, it really isn't about you. And you just never know um, who you're gonna run into, or you know, if people are considering you um for jobs. We had a, a group mm-hmm. of young students come to our school, and it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Some of them came very professionally dressed because they were graduating and they they they're looking for jobs, and some of some of those wow. students came kind of casual and 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 the reality is if the principal was considering hiring, they're looking at those students as professionals, but if you Mm -hmm. don't come in as a professional, then they don't view you as a professional. Right. I said, kudos for you saying something out loud that I know Mm -hmm. has been said in barbershops and beauty salons across America, but she said it out loud. And I'm just baffled by those who um, are opposed to it or have negative comments. Was she getting bashed or whatever? Well, you know, back backlash, you know, people are, are, and I can't even tell you, I can't even tell you a response that made sense to me as to why it was justifiable for you to run around with a bonnet yeah. on your head. I just, you yeah. know, there was a comment when I was watching, listen to, I'm sorry, listen to Steve Harvey, um, he referenced a comment when somebody was talking about how they had been sick and they weren't feeling well. And and, and so he said, but she wasn't talking to you. you know? yeah. <laughs> You yeah, know, your circumstances <laughs> are a little different, but for those yeah. young, those people who, and not necessarily young, but for those people who are feeling well and, and got up and put some shoes on and, and, you know, right. brushed their teeth and just seem to kind of stop when it got to the hair part, you know, right. Just complete, go through the whole process <laughs> or, you know, for those yeah. young people who are walking around in, in slippers, you know, mm-hmm. don't, don't go into the grocery store in slippers. Um, right. My youngest try to get in the car one day, Tracy, with, with my husband mm-hmm. and I with a bonnet on our head. And we talking about no, no, you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> so you get in that back seat to lay down and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you confusing your parents to be? Do you really think this was gonna be acceptable? <laughs> mm-hmm. So go brush it up and put it in the puff or something, but you're not getting in the car <laughs> with that on your head. <laughs> oh, that's-, that's that's our five minutes with
1: Monique. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. And so we had next we were talking about the um, history, like the whitewashing of history with the, um, you know, the Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre that happened 100 years ago. Um, We had talked about that, too. And I was telling you, I said, I could have honestly gone my whole life without knowing that, like, no, it was never in a history book. You know, I didn't hear about it until. This wasn't the first time, but it's not been, I've not known about it for that as long as I think I should have known about it, but just recently with them coming up and hearing the details about it, because I did hear it was a massacre, but I've never like, it's so, it's just the details that, that I'm learning now. I said, that's just really done something to me. And, and the fact that that kind of atrocity could happen to a community, to a whole community and the Papers were saying that, you know, that the um, black people were rioting, and that two whites died was the headlines. So I was like, what? How many? How many just, black? How many blacks died, Tracy? Um, I think they said three three hundred. I think, and they were and they're not sure of the, all the because you know they were putting people in mass graves. They weren't burying them. They were just trying to hurry up and cover it up. So. No, but the two white, that's made the headlines, the two white people that died, you don't know if there were self, you don't know if it was friendly fire, self-inflicted, I'm not sure, but the fact that, and then they were acting like, just trying to hurry past it like it did not happen. And so that's the thing that, uh, I don't know, it just like, you know, history, it, we should have known about it other than this coming up, like the 100th anniversary of it. Um, and like, um, what's that, Rosewood, you know, all this, all the stories, there are so many that you hear that I've, Jabista, I have not learned it in any history books. I remember in school when they, is from what I can recall is like slavery was maybe a paragraph in all of the history of the states. It was a, it was a paragraph like slavery happened. It was bad. Slaves are, lingering free the slaves. We're all good. That's yeah. pretty much what it was, but Oh, don't forget Martin all Luther the, King Jr. Yes, and yes, and Martin Luther King um, Jr. Oh, yes, that's right. Martin Luther King Jr. came and fought for civil rights. you got the right to vote. Everything, we're all good now. Everything's just lovely. But not taking into consideration, of, not even a little bit, the trauma, the hundreds of years of trauma that happened to Black people, to our people. And that we still live with the date to day, so I said uh, all the stress of that has got to manifest itself. I think just like you can pass down, like you know, straight hair, kinky hair, um, eye color, whatever. I think that trauma passes down in our DNA. And and I don't know. I just, I don't. know. It's just been heavy. It's just been a heavy, heavy couple yeah. of days here. Well, it's been a heavy year though, and and I think yes. ha- I think that it
0: has been. Um, uh, not justified, but I think there's validity to that. You're right that 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 trauma in our DNA. Um, you know the fact that well, this is the thing about history. The black community in Tulsa knew about this. Yes, Ebony and Jet reported on this. You know, I'm certain if we were to go back to look at Jet during that time period and Ebony during that, were they in publication at the time?
1: I don't know. They they were around a long
0: time. It Could have been no. me. Because I know they were there for Emmett hmm so um, was it also in 1921? Ooh, I don't know. If that's a thought, but it maybe made, it might have been pre 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 any, any black publication that they had, they had, and they had black publications. They did. Yeah, it was in those publications. So this whole kind of oh my gosh, we didn't know this happened is really the kind of you know white thing. It's that um, I call it the um, starbuck moment you remember the Starbucks yeah. when it's talking yeah. about we sit there and do that all the time i can't believe they treat you like that yeah yeah you know, <laughs> and, you know we, we've been saying it but you just mm-hmm. hadn't paid attention and now all of a sudden you yeah. see it and it's like yeah oh my gosh um mm-hmm. but it, yeah it's 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 and they happen across the united states you know those are the ones that have been made more public but right you No, know, I'm, I'm sure there's many towns it's,
1: in every state in the united states where something like that has happened
0: mm-hmm. yes and, um,
1: it has and we probably have no the ones even documented but i'm sure there are so many more that weren't documented or that weren't talked about um which is something that we talked about like how come you know these the our history of being enslaved was horrible. It was a just a horrible, horrible institution. It was horrible. And I and I, you know, thank God I never have been a slave, but I don't imagine that I would want to talk about that. And even as important as it was, but I I try to put myself, you know, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for, trying to put yourself arrogantly in that position because I'm being arrogant, I'm like, well, if I were a slave, what would I do? I have no idea. Yeah, but I can imagine that it would be something that people would want to talk about because it was hurtful, it was painful, and they just wanted to press on. Especially if there was like nothing you felt that you could do about it, you just wanted to move on. You want to protect your family, your descendants from that kind of pain and and that horrible truth. And so I was thinking that because you know, you know, some people say, well, it should be shattered from the rooftops, but. I imagine if you were living it, it just wouldn't be anything that I would be going to get up every day talking about. I would just want to get up and just, if I could just put it behind me and I think about it, just forge on minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, week by week, month by month, because it's, I don't know, it's just hard. It's just hard to have all those businesses leveled, all those people killed. I mean, it was a thriving, independent community to be said. I mean, it's beautiful just... You know, imagining um Black Wall Street, it and the fact how it was decimated for, and by for racism and, for, and jealousy.
0: And je, that, that's what I'm saying. For what? Jealousy. So you you were telling me that one of the descendants said she did not share that
1: because she said it was painful. Yeah. It was painful. Just the memory of it was horrible and they didn't want to talk about it. And and she was a very small child when that happened. Because she, she's in her hundreds now. But she was a very small child when it happened. But the other lady said that her family did talk about it. And you know, different people process trauma differently. Like some people might say that you know they're gonna know about this. They're not gonna we're not gonna let them forget what they did to us. And then uh, the other family was like, yeah, so I don't know. And we also talked about like how, what, how can you do reparations for something, for something like that? I mean, I don't, yeah, I know that they need to try and do it, but I mean, it just seems like such a mind, like what, in my opinion, is owed is much more than I think the, that the white community is going to be willing to pay or willing to give or willing to do.
0: Oh, well, first of all, they, they cannot possibly pay what's owed. Uh, they, the country would go bankrupt if they even tipped it to pay what's owed. But um, I I think we, 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 well, I would say we differ, but I think rep, reparations is also uh, admitting the wrong. You know, mm-hmm. you know the, the dollar amount, although, although is important, <laughs> mm-hmm. but by no means. And I agree, Tracy, there's no way that, they, that the U.S. government could rightfully pay. It's kind of like that idea of, um, you know, how much a housewife would make if you were to pay her and real daughters for, for all she does. There's no way. Yeah, a good analogy.
1: That's yeah, a very there's good no analogy. way
0: that they could pay the, the enslaved and their family members for the, mm-hmm. the work that has been put into building this nation. There's just no way. But compensation does need to be made because compensation is also emitting that there was some wrongdoing and we, we're going to t- try to rectify it monetarily although mm-hmm. you know nearly not what we could but it, I mm-hmm. think it's Miss Jones I believe that's her last name is Jones who is the um the writer of and and um you know responsible for the 1619 project they yeah were Nicole the Jones yeah. yeah and they were interviewing her and they were you know that that came up and she's she is in support of it. And so you know, they were asking her how they were going to calculate it. She says, I don't know. She said, but <laughs> they were able to put a man on the moon so they yeah. can figure it out. And I'm like, you know what? She's she's yeah. absolutely right.
1: Yes, so, sis. That's right.
0: <laughs> so if you can put a man on the moon, then you can figure out how you're going to go about you know determining who who gets it, how much they get, or whatever the amount is going to be. So Um, that's necessary but the other conversation that we've had and I had this with a friend of mine is because I work in education when do you start telling the true story of slavery because we whitewash it yes um, because we don't want to um, traumatize kids but if we give this kind of you know, slavery wasn't so bad. You know, they didn't have any rights, and they couldn't read. Although some people did learn how to read, and some people ran away, and yeah. and you know, some some of them were beaten, mm-hmm. but you know, but it, it wasn't so bad. And then Lincoln came, and they freed them, and and mm-hmm. you know, the schools were a little bad. And we all seen a picture of the white and black water fountain, so we know that you know they were not the same. and right. then, then Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. came. And I was right with the world. So if we, uh-huh. we put forth this narrative all through elementary and middle and high school, when, when we start talking about things like Tulsa, you're like, really? You know, people are like, really? Instead of like, oh yeah, I'm not surprised that happened because they were treated so badly anyway. So why should we be, yes. so, why should we be so surprised about Tulsa? The history has right. shown that the treatment of black people was always crap. And any folks had something that somebody didn't want them to have, because that's what it really was, they were going to take yes. it from them. I was right. reading, um white rage had to stop mm-hmm. because I got enraged reading this book <laughs> yes. of, you know, Black folks who have and white folks who just didn't want them to have. And so they're going to take it. So if, mm-hmm. we ta- if we taught the t- true history of slavery, then we wouldn't be so shocked by Tulsa. That would be the expectation because we know that's pretty much how it's been functioning anyway.
1: Absolutely, Jibisa. You are, are you preaching, girl?
0: Yeah. So, so, I, so I don't know the magic number, but I know that the method that they're using now is not productive because right now, so you have kids books about Tulsa, Oklahoma that's coming out but Mm -hmm. they don't have any understanding of what slavery was. So how do you get from slavery to Tulsa, Oklahoma? And then it just seems like, oh, that was
1: one bad time. Yes, no, (laughs) exactly. You're right. It's giving it a false narrative, not making it nearly as important as it was. You're right. They have no foundation. You know, like I said, everything in education is like your foundation. How well your foundation is laid will determine how well you read, do you math, how well, you will get through school. It's the foundation, and there's no historical foundation accurate,
0: um, in, and in truthful. And truthful to, in regards to, to mm-hmm. minorities in the United States. And you know, we right. speak of black people because you know that's my knowledge base. But you know, the mm-hmm. same holds true for Native Americans, for um, um you know, yes. um, Asian Americans, Chinese Americans, mm-hmm. Chinese Americans. Yes. Um, um so it, it you know, it's unfortunately history is the one. Is told by the one who gets the pen and the paper first
1: exactly
0: exactly doesn't mean that it's accurate history it just means the one that gets the pen and paper first which the leads us first. to mm-hmm. lincoln so two very yes. interesting facts that i learned about abraham lincoln that i did mm-hmm. not know and although i had heard this and i'll be honest it came from my very radical husband who went to howard who said he said <laughs> he black people and i was like I guess he did People, Lincoln did not like Mm black people, guys. No, he didn't. Not even a little bit. Not even a little (laughs) bit. He did not think that we were equal. He thought that we were we were inferior. There was no love. This this freedom of the freedom of the slaves, which really Mm -hmm. really didn't free all the slaves. It was more of a symbolic Emancipation Proclamation was Uh more of a symbolic gesture. Uh It really didn't free all the slaves, but he did not. Um, think highly of slaves. He felt like we, were go- we needed to be separate. And more importantly, he felt like we needed to leave. Yes. That blew my mind. He had mm-hmm. proposed to a number of um, notable um, African-American or Black, um, well, civil rights. Leaders. At the time, mm-hmm. leaders to um, have the Africans, the um, Blacks who had were living in the United States colonize i think it was go to liberia and central america they were going to put them on a boat and expect them to go and colonize those areas
1: and yes. so
0: those black leaders and I'm, I'm certain frederick Douglass was one of them i know he yeah was, i can't remember the other ones were like no uh-huh. you know this is our this is our country and that's the other right. thing you would not have approached any other group of people and, and said to and pack said, up and leave yeah and pack mm-hmm. up and leave well, where the bricks, the houses that you're in, we built those bricks.
1: Yes. You know,
0: the streets that, that, that are paved, we built those cobblestones, you know, mm-hmm. all of these. And then you want us to leave and we don't put all this work into it. Right. So that was, blew my mind, absolutely fascinating. But I'm gonna circle right back to the, um, to the Tulsa, Oklahoma, one mm-hmm. I'm—it's coming up now, if you're reading in the news and paying attention, they're starting to talk about the wealth gap, and yes. the wealth gap between blacks and whites and, and understand there are wealth gaps between other groups of people as well. The, the Latino population and then all the other people. Um, right. <laughs> everybody else is everybody else is doing better than blacks. So yeah. the wealth gap, it is the median, the median dollar amount of net wealth. So this is real important. The median dollar amount of net wealth between blacks and whites is the difference is about $150,000 difference. That just blew my mind. Say it again, B. $150,000. So the the net wealth, the median net wealth of a white family in 2019 was $188,200. Mm-hmm. the median net wealth of a black family in 2019 was $24,100. That's, and that's just a crying shame. It just makes you want to cry. So, and then, so I had to look up, because I was like, what is net wealth? The net wealth is the assets minus the liabilities. Well, Tracy, when they said that, I, that made a lot of sense to me because my assets is are great and my <laughs> liability. <laughs> Will take away from my assets. So, yes. so that one, yeah. that twenty four thousand one hundred sounded. That sounded about right to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, but we don't have the assets, and it, so if you can imagine, all those business owners in Tulsa, Oklahoma, if they had continued to thrive,
1: yes, Tabitha,
0: where the median income would have been, because those families would have gained that wealth. That's right, to pass on
1: to future generations, yes.
0: You know, you have a a system that purposely preventing us from gaining wealth. It's kind of like when you think about, um, I remember years ago when we had to watch the um, reproductive um, video and they talk about how the sperm is trying to get to the egg and it's like a whole bunch Uh of stuff and everything is coming at them sperms like, you ain't gonna get there, you ain't gonna get there, you ain't gonna (laughs) get there. And the one sperm makes it yeah! But he had to travel <laughs> long and hard and, and fight through. And everything was being thrown at him not to get to that egg. That's how yes. it was. You know, everything is being It'd thrown be at us not to be successful. And we keep doing yeah. all the things that they tell us to do. Get an education. What do we do, Tracy? Yep. Get an education.
1: Get education,
0: yep. You know, they say, go to work. What do we do? Everybody goes to work and they work really hard.
1: You mm-hmm. know, they tell us
0: vote. What do we do? We vote. Everything yep. that they say that we're supposed to do, we do. You and do feel behind. Just don't seem to ever get ahead, right? Just they're can't get behind. ahead. Yep. But, but that right there blew my mind. And in reading, the difference is, white folks are in a position to leave their children inheritance,
1: right? And
0: and um gifts, large gifts. Uh huh. So I told Tracy, I said, "What do we leave our people? We leave them an insurance policy." Yes, <laughs> and that's if the premium's
1: paid up. That ain't a guarantee and that's just to cover the burial yeah just that just me trying not to leave you no new debt but we can't help you on your way to the the next part of your life we're just trying not to give you no debt I'm just trying to take care of me so you don't have to worry about that but you're still pretty much on your own yep you know but the
0: idea of of you know as much as I would love for my parents to give me you know like give us at our wedding here's fifty thousand dollars
1: yes get your house put a down payment on your house <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah you know that's just that's not our world but you know that not. that's 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 where they are you know that's where they mm-hmm. are but that's incredible you know when you say that thing out loud that's girl Yes, like, yeah like, what? Then, I, yep. then i thought about it I was like i can't argue with that number for black folks that's about right
1: <laughs> that's about right it was, but when you put it like that, I said, oh my gosh, it was like a gut, a punch in the gut. Yeah. What? We get up and go to work every day. Every day. Get up every
0: day. Every day.
1: And, yep. That's crazy.
0: It, it is crazy.
1: All righty. Do you have a word? Oh, yep. Today's quote is: do not desire to fit in. Desire to oblige yourselves to lead. Oh, you know, I would say it twice. They said that was Gwendolyn Brooks. She was a poet, a black poet. Um, <gasps> Tracy. Do you, you know that name? What? Yeah, I do. who's what? up like business today? Oh my goodness. That was your job. Oh,
0: oh, oh <laughs> guys, you heard me? I fired on the yep. air.
1: Right <laughs> here. I'm throwing you right under the bus. Now, that was you. I said you get myself.
0: You will see the black business on the on the um on the link today.
1: We'll yes, all be yes, we, will. we will have one. That's right. Ooh, totally forgot about that. But you know, in our defense, we're we're tired. <laughs> Someday we poor, are. Poor, poor week defense, we die. But yes. So to repeat the quote: Do not desire to fit in; desire to oblige yourselves to lead. And with that, until next time, we bid you adieu. Bye. Bye.